This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. Welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm Corey Wright. And I'm Melissa Moretti. And today, we are very, very excited on the show today. We have Matthew Everett, who's in charge of business development for William Wright Commercial. He helps open the offices and staff the offices throughout the province. So today, we're going to be talking all about good investment opportunities from a bird's eye view in 2023 from around the province. Exciting conversation. But before we get to that... We were talking earlier. Yeah, I had a question. You had a question. That's a great question, I must say. So why don't you, okay. why, why don't we, we said we're going to save it for the listeners. So we'll, we'll tee you up for this question. Okay. I'll provide the best answer I can for what it's worth. All right. So I had this question a couple of times in the last few weeks. Yeah. It's, it's sort of an obscure question, but I had two people ask me, and this is why I, I thought, okay, I better ask Corey, because I, I had a response and I, I think it was pretty good, yep. but I thought I better ask the ex- expert. So the question was, can I buy a commercial property, you know, some sort of retail, whatever it may be, and live in it? And I answered yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. So yes, you can if it is live work. Now, I will say that with an asterisk as every city looks at live work slightly different, but primarily the goal of live work is you buy the space, you live in it. And then you also operate your business out of it, one and the same, not buy the space, you live in it, and then rent it to somebody else for their business. It usually has to be the same person to do it. So you'd have you know, Melissa's real estate office would be at the front of the unit, and Melissa would live at the back of the unit. So that is the answer to the yes portion. The no portion is no commercially zoned property in most cities allow you to have a residential dwelling within the same space. Right. And so you can't and so then sleep. That, that, was, <laughs> that was my response as well. Oh. You know, it really depends on yeah. the zoning. And then the question back was, well, who's going to find me? Well, that's, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it happens a lot more than we think. And there's yeah. a lot of times over the years, you're a build, tour building, a commercial building, and you will find a illegal suite that has popped up somewhere in it that a some employee teenager. exactly is there. Um, So I'm sure it happens more than what it is. To answer the question, what happens if you get caught? uh, Usually your neighbor rats you out to a city bylaw officer. They show up. They say this is not a dwelling. And they kind of, you know, either hopefully very nicely tell you to kind of pack up and move out. And if you fail to do so, they will continue to fine you because you're operating it illegally under that zoning where it doesn't define to have a live-in suite within the commercial space. Now, there's obviously carve-outs for this. but if you buy a retail building that has a commercial zoning that allows for retail, it doesn't necessarily allow you to have an illegal suite in the back of the arcade. Right. So, so the answer is yes and no. Buyer beware. 
And I can definitely tell you that we've gone on tours before and you've gone through industrial buildings and all of a sudden you find these illegal suites there that that has to get disclosed to the purchaser and the purchaser is buying that buyer beware. If you disclose that to a bank, Mm -hmm. they will not accept any of the, the rental income. From the illegal suites. Right. So I mean, you just got to make sense. sure you're on, you're on the same page yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah. the answer is yes and no. Okay. That you can go back to them and just confuse them even more. Perfect. Good but, answer. But more yeah. excitingly than that, today we record these on Friday. It's Friday. And we're, we were talking about this earlier. And I know this is going to be as exciting to you as it is to me, if not more to you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I know you, for the listeners' sake, you're going to pretend that you're going to pretend you're not excited about I'm this. I'm skeptical, but okay, let's hear it. So so it's Friday. By Friday, it almost feels like Groundhog Day. Some days in the morning, getting up, working, and kind of going through the workout routine. Yeah. So I, I get on the Peloton today. I get my 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 big, oversized butt on the Peloton at three thirty in the morning. At three around three thirty in the morning, and I'm looking at my uh, my phone, and the pre-ordered Nickelback CD. <laughs> now has gone from not even appearing on my list to the first one on my list. I'm like, that's a little odd. Why is Nickelback first on my list today? Click it. No. Brand new CD released today. Oh. Brand new CD released today. Fantastic. So I, I know it's as, as exciting for you as it is me. But I, I think can I tell would you, have to go back to bed. No, I, I had record-setting Peloton calories today <laughs> streaming the new Nickelback CD. So to say that today was inspirational would be an understatement when you get on the Peloton and you have a brand new Nickelback CD released to you. Whatever gets you going yeah, in the yeah. morning. So so that, that was exciting to me. How are things on your end? I know you're in the residential sector more so. Yeah. There's been some challenges there with the interest rates and stuff like that. Yeah. I know a lot of people want to buy. They just can't qualify. But what are you guys seeing on the front lines? You know what? If I had to sum things up right now with one word, I would say opportunities. Opportunity. If you can, yeah. If you can qualify. Yeah. Yep. Now, are you seeing pricing come off? Obviously, you you watch the news and they make it sound probably worse than what it is. Mm-hmm. But has pricing come off dramatically? It really depends on what market, right? And what, what type of product you're looking at. Um, but I would say overall, yeah, absolutely. All and right. and that's that's why I say opportunity, right? If, if you can qualify, if you maybe don't have to be so highly leveraged, whatever the case might be, there's a lot of people who are taking advantage of what's happening right now. So the higher and, net worth individuals that are exempt from the qualifications and stress tests because they've got too much money. The opportunity exists. <laughs> there are opportunities. Yes. Yeah. So for yeah. guys like Adam is what we're talking about. So Adam has opportunities because he owns property in Kelowna, which that's probably worth billions of dollars, I'm sure. So Adam, yes. high net worth individuals like Adam can take advantage of the markets, what you're saying. Yeah. There you go. Me, I'll just be working out in the JJ Bean and <laughs> living in my tiny condo. But hey, but you know what? You could buy a commercial unit and you could work in the front of it and live in the back of it. That's true. Live work. There you go. Get into the commercial market where the real money's made. Learn something new every day. All right, guys. Without further ado, our interview with Matthew Everett, Business Development Manager for William Wright Commercial. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial. John, Allen, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca.
All right, so we're here with Matt Everett, Business Development Manager for William Wright Commercial. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. So Matt, for our listeners who don't know, can you tell us maybe a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a a history of working uh, in uh, restaurants and in finance. And then uh, a lucky day when I was 23, I was uh, going through Craigslist looking for real estate jobs. And uh, I found this brokerage opening up in Yale Town back in 2013. Went in for an interview and I met this guy named Corey Wright in about an office space that was no bigger than 100 square feet. Yeah, a decade later, uh, we're opening offices across BC. I'm loving every minute of it. So I'll, I'll add some context to that as well, just so everyone can hear. So this office space we had was probably about 100 square feet. Uh, no windows, <laughs> no windows whatsoever. <laughs> Half the office was, a, was a, a, an old server room for a tech company that they downsized. So the thermostat for the back part of our office was in their new <laughs> office. So we couldn't control it. So the back office was freezing cold 365 days a year. You, had, you could see your breath in the winter. You had to wear a jacket in the winter just to function. And in my office, which had, again, no AC, no HVAC system, but had a skylight for extra heat in the summertime, and we had wood floors. So it just turned into a sauna in one office, and the other office was a, was a freezer, literally so a freezer. Wim Hofing it. More or less. Yeah. More or less. And Matt applied looking for the back job. On it, looking back at it now, knowing how well you do in the cold and how well I do in, in the heat, we really should have switched offices. Yes, that, that um, would make a lot of more sense in, in hindsight now. But Matt... Applied for the job, and he was the first person we ever hired. He could have been the only person applied for all for all I remember. <laughs> and I remember, I remember having the job interview and thinking, like, this guy's okay. He could be okay. He could be okay. And then he's standing in my doorway, and he gives me kind of like the double gun salute, like, "Hey, thanks, bud," and walks out. And I'm like, anyone that's got the, you know what, in an interview to double gun salute the guy that just interviewed him said, "Call him, bud." I'm like, we're gonna hire this guy. <laughs> so we hired him. Fast forward ten years. Uh, he's now our business development manager and helps oversee the expansion and the employment side of the business for all the offices. So, so Matt, why real estate? What got you into real estate? Why why did you apply? You know what? It, it was always in the background for me growing up. You know, a lot of my family friends they worked on the residential side and commercial sector, and for me, I just when I got my real estate license, it's commercial just was very attractive. How you can kind of put communities together, you know, how, you know, a single tenant can kind of change how, you know, a feel of the neighborhood. Uh, I find that so interesting how you kind of look at an area and be like, okay, well, this is what it is now. This is what it could be in five years or 10 years. And I find, you know, I was a, I was a big Lego kid when I was growing up and I feel like commercial real estate you can kind of, you know, put together these really cool and interesting neighborhoods all over bc and our job kind of allows us to do that so it's like lego but in real life pretty much so matt we wanted to have you on today so you so you help oversee the expansion of the company you help with the employment side of the business and attracting new talent we open these markets we currently have the five offices currently up and operating we have Kamloops that's just completing as we speak set to get ready to open in the next four to six weeks. And we also have the Central Island office, which is going to start construction. And that will be set to open in January, which will give us the seven offices across BC. So we wanted to have you on. You're looking at everything from a bird's eye view. We wanted to get your take on what offices 
and areas are you most excited about seeing that you you get to see all the transactions that are happening, population growth, all of that stuff. So we want to get yeah. your your take on that. So you know, heading into 2023, we're obviously going through unprecedented times. And we've been saying that for two and a half years now, it yeah. feels like. But we got, you know, rec, you know, inflation rate is still high. Interest rates that are still going up and they're anticipated to go up again on December 7th. I mean, people have relocated throughout the province for living because they now they can work remotely in some industries. What markets are you most excited about? So we've got we've got seven offices right almost ready to function here. Let's start with number one. What market are you most excited about for 2023? And to get everyone up to speed, you know, we have offices in Vancouver, New West, Langley, um, got Kelowna and Victoria opened up uh, in the past couple of years. And then, you know, Kamloops and Kamloops and Nanaimo, you know, on the forefront here. But, you know, if we had this conversation two years ago, you know, Victoria was the big hitter for us. You know, everything that was happening in the interior was very exciting. But for Victoria, for me, is if you were a buyer there in the past five years, you've done really well for yourself. And just watching what we thought was going to happen with that market and what has happened to this day is very interesting on the industrial front and what happened on the retail sectors just outside of downtown Victoria. It was really cool watching how that market grew and what we thought was going to happen. Nanaimo is very interesting for you know this next three to five year push here on you, know, you have a lot of people that moved over to the island and Victoria was the first stop. And now it feels like you have a lot of people looking at other areas of the island. And spending the pandemic on the island, there was, uh, there was a lot of time to you know, do cold calls and work at the office. And there's a lot of time to go hiking and explore the island and seeing what the island had to offer. And for myself, there was a lot of exploring around Nanaimo and seeing how beautiful that area really is. You know, it, it just passes the eye test for me as for, you know, when you're driving around that area and you can see all the holes in the ground and, you know, you go for a beer after work and kind of see how busy those restaurants are. You kind of have, it kind of has the same feeling. I don't know if you remember this, Corey, back in 20, 2017 or 2018, when you and I were driving around Victoria to see if that, you know, market was suitable for an office, uh, I kind of get the same feeling from Nanaimo. And really, the, there's so many sub-markets around Nanaimo. Parksville is really interesting. You have Campbell River. You have a lot of areas where I think there's a lot of opportunity for buyers. Is there something different that's happening on the island in terms of population growth in comparison to other parts of the province? Yeah, really interesting question. And Victoria, I was actually living over there, you know, from we opened up our office 2020 in Victoria. And then it actually, you know, a, a month later, you know, the whole world went upside down. But there are so many factors that go into Victoria's, you know, success and its growth. You have so many different industries that feed into its success and tourism being the biggest one. Uh, making a very big comeback right now with those cruise ships rolling back into town. But you had government jobs that really didn't get hurt through the whole pandemic. You have construction on every street corner in that city. So 
Victoria is still one of the fastest growing cities in BC because you have so many people moving over from Alberta and Ontario. You know, you're not losing an arm and a leg buying a house over there. So Victoria is still solid as ever. And you have so many industries that actually survived the pandemic. And then the biggest one of all, tourism, making a major comeback with these cruise ships. And um, it's just a beautiful place to come and visit, you know, all time of the year. So in essence there, there's still a good opportunity in Victoria. They still have a lot of migration and that sort of happening in that part of the, the island. Yeah. And with Victoria, there's, you know, if you look at just Victoria's downtown, that's one area. You have so many sub markets of Victoria that you can go after that. There's so much growth and so much opportunity in really all the asset classes. You know, retail is making a massive comeback. Uh, industrial out in Langford. It, I think I, I read a report the other day. Uh, it's the highest price per square foot in Canada. And you pair that with the lowest vacancy rate, you know, on Vancouver Island, you have a very safe, you know, investment there for a purchaser. So Victoria is still as strong as ever and all of its sub markets coming right behind it, you know, Esquimalt, Langford, Saanich. You know, you read these OCPs of what these communities want to do. There, it's it's very exciting to see what they have planned for the next five years. When you're looking at the public population growth in Victoria, is there a specific demographic that you're looking at? Um, I asked that because I went to university in Victoria, and I just remember it being all, you know, kind of retired or university students. Well, it's interesting. Like, if I could just use Vancouver as an example. So you have Amazon that's going to have over a million square feet downtown Vancouver. And with that company, you have an employee that's, you know, young professional, likes to, you know, live pretty close to where they work. They have disposable cash. They are so good for, you know, a city center as far as what they bring. And Victoria, you had so many tech companies moving from Vancouver over to Victoria because of, you know, the office rates that you get on the island. You have a lot of developers, you know, trying to catch up and find places for people to live in Victoria. And the city has been very good to work with over there of trying to find places for these young professionals to live because there are so many of these guys in this market now where, you know, you, you drive around Victoria and you go for a beer. It, it feels like a very young city now. And top with UVic there, UVic, you have a lot of people going there and staying on Island after they graduate and looking for jobs in Victoria. So the demographic is definitely shifting towards more of a young professional. And I've, I've experienced it personally where I was there for two years and you could really get a feel for the city that, you know, there's a lot of life to it right now. So we're in agreement then Vancouver Island is still a a top investment market and maybe honing in a little bit further on that would be a kind of like the central Island region, Nanaimo where there's, there's population growth and stuff like that. Do you know much, or can you maybe just touch on a little bit about the Nanaimo fast ferry? Cause I know that's one thing that, that me and you were talking about before about, you know, that, that, that would sort of definitely change the livability of that and how quickly you can get from Nanaimo to downtown Vancouver, which is about half the time it takes me to drive from Coquitlam to Vancouver. I was going to say like it, 
the, the island feels like it's just getting closer and closer to us every year. And that ferry is going to be so convenient in the sense where it's, it's downtown to downtown. I think it can take over, you know, 300 passengers and that I think their plan is to have it ready for next summer. So you're going to have a lot of people that can just, you know, jump, hop, skip right over to Nanaimo. And as far as, you know, the tourism that that attracts to that convenience to go over there with that ferry um, is very interesting and very exciting for that city. So we, we, we know Vancouver Island is a top investment market heading into next year. What other markets are you watching yeah, and seeing I mean, that you're excited about? It's an, it's an interesting question because when you say, you know, what, what are your top investment you know, markets in BC? Obviously, we love Victoria and Kelowna and what has happened and what we've seen in the past three, four years. The interior is very interesting in the sense where for Victoria, we saw what kind of happened trickle down from, you know, all those sub-markets growing all the way up to Nanaimo of just people knew Victoria. It's a very well-known city. But then when they got to the island and they explored it more, they're like, oh, you know what? Nanaimo is quite beautiful and there's a lot happening here too. I've kind of been noticing that with when we were in Kelowna doing recon missions and Kamloops is kind of that version of what we saw on the island for Nanaimo. And I think there's a lot happening in Kamloops and the growth for that city for the next five years. So now are you, are you kind of looking at it too from a spot maybe similar to Victoria versus Nanaimo that as housing prices become more expensive in the greater Victoria area and even the Kelowna marketplace, as the Kelowna and the surrounding market, which would be your West Kelowna, you mean your Vernon, your, your Lake Countries and stuff like that. Are people now, you think, looking from a population standpoint, moving and getting, who are getting priced out of those markets are now going to the next, next major hub city, which would be Nanaimo and Kamloops? respectively yeah. so yeah exactly the affordability for houses in Kamloops right now is really attainable for a lot of young families and that is just a big that's a big push to population growth and you know we working in the commercial sector we're always keeping an eye on what's happening in the residential market and seeing those pushes of hey you know what Unfortunately, I've been priced out of Kelowna and really all its surrounding markets. Kamloops is the next best thing. So, you know, I look at, okay, well, that kind of happened in Victoria and we are seeing what's happening in Nanaimo. I think the exact same scenario is happening right now in the interior for Kelowna and Kamloops. So Kamloops is growing. Kelowna is growing. Kelowna has obviously been on a, a very good trajectory for the past couple of years. I think it was named the fastest growing city in Canada last year, I believe, or maybe this year. Yeah, 2021. What about the lower mainland markets? Is there stuff down here that is exciting still? And sort of where where the where's the transitioning happening within the lower mainland? Yeah, and you know what? I, I almost feel bad sometimes. You and I are always talking about how excited we are for you know, our island offices and the interior offices, I feel like some of the brokers kind of get mad at us at our Vancouver office. Um, but there's still, you know, Vancouver is still the, the, one of the greatest real estate markets in the world in, for the commercial side, because there is so much to go after. And, you know, big thing I look at for, you know, 
really the lower mainland, the, the Fraser Valley is very interesting what's happening out there. And there are still so many opportunities on the industrial side. And really, retail is making a big comeback in those in those areas like Chilliwack, Abbotsford, Langley. Obviously, location-driven, but there's a lot of interesting investments uh, on the retail side of things um, in the lower mainland there. And I think you guys touched on it uh, with Byron, though, but the office market, you know, coming back to Vancouver is very interesting, too. So, Melissa, a question for you because you're on the residential side. Are you guys still seeing the same run-up in the Fraser Valley markets like what Matt mentioned on the housing markets? No. (laughs) (laughs) Short answer, no. You heard it here first? Absolutely not. (laughs) So, Matt, so so Fraser Valley seems to kind of be the more the more, you mean, driven from an investment standpoint down here. Nanaimo seems like it has a lot of uptick on the Vancouver Island market. Kamloops seems like it's still very, very early on in the maturity and gentrification of that town even further than it is in a very, very good way. Vancouver, it's always been a market that people have kind of looked at. It had a, It's an international city now. International owners, international tenants, international everything. What do you think for Vancouver? Obviously, the pandemic pushed a lot of people out of Vancouver. What do you think holds well for Vancouver in 2023? Well, you have, obviously, yeah, you had a lot of people, you know, getting pushed out because of X, Y, and Z, but there's a lot to be excited about Vancouver. You know, I'd say the biggest one is being tech. You know, I mentioned Amazon earlier. You know, you talk about Anchor anchors you look for for shopping centers you know amazon's an anchor for the downtown core i think you have more tech companies that are making a big comeback to you know the downtown area you know with those companies opening up in vancouver that really drives you know our our office market our retail i think is very interesting it's just you have more competition, but there's still really good opportunities. It's just you have to be, you kind of have to be really savvy how you're going about it. So the final question, then now we're gonna now we're gonna really pick your brain here and extend your knowledge. What are your thoughts on Alberta? Uh, well, are we talking Calgary or are we talking Edmonton? Your choice. Well, I, uh, I have my reservations about Edmonton. I think that market's uh, right now a little bit more stale. Uh, Calgary, I find really interesting. It it is it can be a little bit more roller coaster ride, but I feel like it is on the trajectory of stabilizing. And Calgary's actually I have been kind of going through a different couple of asset classes in those markets, and I do think there are some exciting things happening uh, for Calgary right now. So before we let you go here, we got to ask all of our guests our famous six pack of questions. And like I said, we're not going to let you get away here without answering these ones. I thought I could bypass that since we've known each other for such a long time. No, I know you very, very well, but our listeners don't. So that's, that's the benefit (laughs) of these questions here. Do you have a few more minutes for us? Yeah, absolutely. The six pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim, Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five-star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. All right. Question number one. What's your favorite restaurant or bar? Where are you going on Friday night? 
Uh, Melissa's well, just asking for a friend, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I could give you an answer, I've been spending a lot of time in Victoria and Vancouver. So um, let's, do, let's do one per city. We're going to give you two here. You can pick one in Victoria and one in Vancouver. Well, for Victoria, it's, uh, you know, the guys and I, we like to, uh, it's this bar called uh, the Irish Times and they have uh, great live music and they serve a beautiful pint of Guinness. And um, we've had a couple of good laughs uh, in there. Vancouver, it's a little bit more old school. I don't know if you guys know uh, Pepino's on Commercial Drive. Kind of my happy place. Uh, I think it's got the best bowl of pasta in the city. So definitely you'll find me in there. a lot during the winter time. One thing on with Victoria, when I was living there, I remember I was driving in a cab and the cab driver said to me, this is the only city he's ever worked in where the lineups for brunch are significantly longer than the lineups for any bars on Saturday. Oh, it, it, it's amazing. Like they, brunch is no joke in Victoria. It's they no take joke. it very seriously. It's like they say it's the brunch capital of Canada. Yeah. Rightly so. I've been to a couple of those restaurants, like some very cool vegan ones, and the food is worth the wait. Speaking of good food, you find yourself on death row. You're given one meal before it's all over. What meal are you having? Wow, good question. Uh, so dramatic. I know, it's, it's a good lead up there, too. <laughs> I'm a big food guy. Uh, there's, um, I forget the name of the restaurant in LA, but there, there's this burger where it's a it's a medium rare burger, and they take away the buns and they put it inside of a donut, and then your fries are actually Snicker bar Snickers bars deep fried. That sounds terrible. Uh, so I think <laughs> that it's sounds about, like, terrible. I think it's about like five thousand calories. You might and die for the meal before <laughs> you get the injection. So. No, I, I was actually just in Italy and I had a couple bowls of uh, pasta that were a religious experience. So I'd have to go with um, spaghetti and meatballs, my, my OG. Oh, that sounds sounds good. Favorite band? We're going to judge you hard on this. Yeah, one. we judge people. This tells well, us who you are. Am I answering to my boss or the, the listeners? <laughs> the listeners. The, the listeners. We want to hear listeners. it. Nick, Nickelback we, all day. Nickel, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> to the listeners. To the listeners. Favorite band? There's a few, but I have to give Coldplay. They're, they're still my guys. Oh, Coldplay. I didn't, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Question number four. What are you binge watching on Netflix or Prime or whatever people watch things? Yeah. Like? I know there's so many streaming services now. I'm actually re-watching uh, True Detective right now, season one. Interesting. Interesting. See, the things, the things I learn about people when we ask these questions. I had no idea Matt liked Coldplay, and now he's into detective shows. Hmm. All right. Big, true detective guy. All right. So, so it's Friday night. You had the Irish Times, Victoria. You've had a few pints of Guinness. Someone sticks a karaoke mic in your face. What song are you singing? Oh, you do not want to hear that. Clear the bar out. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what song is it? What song is it? Uh, oof, uh, d- d- you know what? Uh, Bon Jovi, Wanted Dead or Alive. Hmm. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Interesting. That, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the few songs that I actually know how to sing. Um, yeah, it would, it would get the crowd going. See, I thought you were more like an in-sync bye-bye-bye type of guy. I was going to say maybe well, Spice Girls. Or Spice Girls. Yeah, Spice that Girls. That would be my I, That's spice. like what I perform in the shower, but it's uh, I don't have the confidence yet to do it in public. <laughs> 
Right on. All right. Last question. What's your favorite vacation spot? Uh, I was, it's definitely a toss up between Italy or Greece. Uh, but I'll give Italy the, the tip four because of the food there is unbelievable. It's yeah, definitely best in the world. My people. Uh, I'll take it. Your people. The uh, best spaghetti and meatballs on the planet. Yeah. Oh, I I think uh, I've been telling Corey to go there for years and he won't listen to me. Oh, it's not that I won't listen. I just don't have the time to go. <laughs> so I, 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 I get my spaghetti and meatballs from the Catelli package from the IGA aisle eight <laughs> where my spaghetti and meatballs from, come from, unfortunately. Matt, we thank you so much for sort of shedding some light and sort of, you know, stuff like that. How can people find out more about what you're doing over at William Wright in the business development department? Yeah. So for right now, we're actually still on the hunt for brokers we're opening up an office cam loops opens up uh you know end of this year early next year nanaimo opens up january 2023 we're looking for people to you know be brokers in these markets and you know we're very excited for what's happening in these markets right now so i think best way to get a hold of me usually i'm moving around the province so it's best to call my cell 604-603-3277 i'll put it out there for the listeners and for really, um, if I could end on what a privilege it is to work in these, you know, BC markets, uh, I think are best in Canada. And we're very privileged to get to work uh, in all of these uh, areas that we're attacking right now. It's been it's been very cool decade so far. Well, Matt, that sounds great. Thank you so much for your time again. I know you're you're extremely busy, so we'll let you get back on with your day. And thanks for uh, for shedding some more light on some of the better investment opportunities throughout the province. Thanks, yeah, Matt. Thank, thanks for all for having me. Okay, take care. There you have it, folks. Our interview with Matthew Everett, Business Development Manager at William Wright Commercial. Great insight on various spots. Yeah, good conversation. Question for you, Corey. Yeah, a little, fo- little follow-up, just something that, sure. that came into my mind and, and I didn't bring it up during our conversation here. What are your thoughts on, I know you guys are expanding into Kelowna. I have some family in Merritt. In Merritt, okay. Every, everyone always says, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have family in Merritt. They're like, why Merritt? Yeah. Not that Merritt's not a lovely place, but. Yeah. It's got a Walmart. It does. And, and a Tim Hortons. If you get a Costco in there, you know you've made it. Because if you get Walmart, Tim Hortons, and a Costco, your city is set. Huh. All right. So you're on the cusp there. Yeah. So what what are your sort of general thoughts? I think their population is like, I don't know, 8,000 or something like Uh, that. So for us, when we look to expand into markets, we obviously look at, you mean, what are the driving economic forces in that market? Mm -hmm. We also look at the populations of those markets. The smallest market that we typically go into would be like a Nanaimo or a Kamloops, which is just over 100,000 people. But through those offices, we will service the smaller markets around. Like, so for example, Kamloops could serve Merritt, right. Clearwater. You mean surrounding markets can easily be serviced out of there. Mm-hmm. I do know from a Merritt standpoint, there's been some very successful industrial uh, projects that mm-hmm. have come online and they've actually sold fairly, fairly well. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing too is if you look at it, from like Kamloops perspective, which the number one asset class up there is industrial, there's not a lot of owner-occupier opportunities in Kamloops because believe it or not, and we saw this happen in Victoria years ago, is they didn't really have the strata boom that we had here. Now, I'm not saying you can't buy strata stuff in Kamloops because you can, but there's not an abundance of it. So typically you're renting. So the projects in Merritt where there's been some, some development land sales, 
or sorry, some industrial land sales where there's smaller parcels gives you a chance to maybe buy and build your stuff. Mm. And if you can get stuff along the highway, it's what, 45 minutes from there to Kamloops? Yeah. So if you can get stuff there and you're servicing the lower mainland, you're servicing Kamloops from Merritt, mm-hmm. it makes it a really, really good spot that you can easily service all those markets relatively quickly right? at probably a cheaper price point. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so, everyone's pit stop. Yeah, well, it's... it's <laughs> So, so that's 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 what you do, right? So that yeah. stuff like that will probably have a lot more success. When you look at things like on the retail standpoint, one thing too that we always look at when we're we're judging markets in Vancouver, we're very jaded, and by that I mean we're an international city mm-hmm. where if a tenant moves out, you usually have so much demand, both from local tenants and also from international tenants wanting to come into the market. It keeps the vacancy rates very, very low. Right. When you go into some of the smaller markets, and I say smaller, I'll say Victoria, Kelowna, Kamloops, and Nanaimo, is they don't have that same backfill that we have here in Vancouver. So the vacancy rates are a little bit higher, but the time to to retenant the property can be quite a bit longer. Right. So something in Victoria that maybe is available for three months, six months, or even a year, that might have multiple offers over here if it's in a good location. So the markets are different. And the other thing you see too in some of these other markets is in Vancouver, we can sell stuff off floor plans. When you go to these other markets, they don't sell. The sell-through isn't the same typically. And they almost want to physically see it's actually up and touch it before momentum sometimes gets going for it. So we look at that, taking that into a smaller market, even smaller market like Merit which is more isolated because it doesn't have anything sort of abundantly around it except for its own community. If there was a vacancy issue in a marketplace, it might be very, very long for it to fill. Right. So when we look at markets like that, they become a little bit harder for us to sort of take an office and put it into those markets just based on the pure size of it. But we Mm. easily will service the market through our Kamloops office and even our Kelowna office, which is about an hour and a half away. Kamloops about 45 minutes away. Between those offices, we can easily service the community for anything that comes up. So maybe some good opportunities in terms of price, but maybe yeah. a little riskier in terms of Exactly. Vacancies. And that's one yeah. thing you always want to be careful of when you're buying into a, a thing. If you look at, say, like even Alberta, for example, where you can look at some stuff, go back maybe two years pre-COVID, you would find some some multifamily stuff that might have like an eight or even a nine cap rate on it. But there's also maybe a 10 or 12% vacancy rate that comes with that. So you have right. to actually flush through that vacancy rate. And where guys get, where people, when they invest, almost think they're, they they know more than they should. Well, I'll get it up to 100%. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that the whole market is 10% vacant. Then you have to run your numbers on a 10% vacancy. Mm-hmm. That's how banks will do it. Right. So when you look into these markets, you might get a very attractive cap rate. But if it's vacant, it could be vacant for a very long time. The cap rate on a vacant space is zero in real time. So you got to be cautious of that. That's all. Love it. That's what I'm here for. I like that. I help you. You really broke that down for us. There we go. Thanks, Corey. Oh, anytime. All right. So how can we get a hold of you, Corey? So people who are interested, they're welcome to reach out to us at William Wright Commercial anytime. They can call our Vancouver office at 604-428-5255. Let us know what you're looking for. We'll put you in touch with the best broker or agent within the province. You can visit our website, williamwright.ca. Sign up for the latest and greatest news. Or you can always email me at corey at williamwright.ca. Always love hearing feedback, good and bad about the show, or just simply talk real estate. Sounds good. And you can find me at melissa at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Anything residential, you reach out to her. Or if you have any comments about the show, you're not happy, she's your contact. (laughs) 
I'd love to hear from you. Always looking for feedback. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Take care. All right. Happy Friday. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.